You're listening to Felony Podcast with your host, Dave Dahl, on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex-felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the behind-the-bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. My name is Mark Grimes, co-founder of Startup Radio Network. Also with us in the studio, Dave's partner in crime, Lad Justison. And here's a man with a plan, leader of the band, buff and tanned, Dave, the killer bread man, doll. Thank you, Bob. You get that better every time. Uh, practice makes perfect, buddy. Uh, you know, welcome to Felony Podcast, everybody. Uh, once again, coming to you live from downtown Portland, Oregon at StartupRadioNetwork.com or pre-recorded on your phone's uh, podcast app. I'm your host, Dave Dahl, creator and co-founder of Dave's Killer Bread. On Felony Inc., we share inspiring stories that prove uh, your past doesn't dictate who you're going to be going forward. By practicing certain principles and working very hard, you can transform your life. Our guests prove this again and again. To see what I'm currently up to, check out my Facebook pages and visit DaveDahl360.com. With me in the studio, as usual, is my perennial pal, Lad Justison. Lad, Christmas is coming up. What are you giving me, buddy? Um, I set you up with the proctologist. <laughs> yeah. You ready to go? I appreciate that. You got to get checked up at your age, Dave. You right. know that, right? Yeah, that doesn't sound like um, something you would do. <laughs> that, would, that would cost, well, okay, then I got to pay for it, though, right? Well, of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey. What, oh, all ones piping in there. He likes proctology for some reason. What? I was saying he's just making the appointment. That <laughs> yeah, that's all he's doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so, if you know, after the proctology visit, if you'd like to check out some of the video we got from it, just, you know, go to DaveDoll360.com. <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay, lads rolling this morning. Okay. It's, it's so, in VR. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what else has been going on, buddy? Well, again, I'd just like to remind all of our, our listeners uh, that are in the Portland area, uh, be sure to check out um, our upcoming events uh, with the Killer Granddaddies. Uh, that's our band. Dave's the lead guitar player and... Well, and I don't know if you really call him singer. Yeah. But um, we have I the twenty first, Dante's I downtown. I make noises with my mouth. He does. Yeah. It's like <laughs> that's all Buddy, he does. A boy. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> and then um, we got the twenty first, Dante's downtown Portland on Birdside. Twenty uh, second, the next day, uh, great fundraiser. Um, DDA. It's not even a fundraiser. It's just a celebration, kind of a awareness oh, grabber cool. for uh, dual diagnosis anonymous. That's right. People who are diagnosed um, with drug addiction and, uh, you know, mental illness, which is a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. But most people don't want to admit that. And then, of course, the big one, Dave, is going to be on New Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve. Governor's Ball. Oh, my gosh. Patrick Lamb's going to be there. Um, got Ken Body. Ken Body is going to be the, uh, uh, he's the, the Channel 6 guy. Um Big, the big African American dude, uh, been there forever. Oh, he's yeah. going to be the MC. Yes, he's going to do a great job. Yeah. Always does. So it's just going to be, it's going to be badass. 
And one other thing, Dave, I just uh, I, we love the fact that our, the guests come on our show, and then hopefully somehow or other we get to uh, introduce them to other people. And so last night was an example of that. We yeah. had uh, last we, week's guest. That's right, last week's guest, Isaiah, Isaiah Holt. Isaiah Holt, great guy. Um, we invited him to come down to the uh, Constructing Hope. He showed up. Constructing uh, Hope Mentor, uh, to Mentor Party. Mm-hmm. And he showed up, party. and we were able to introduce him to uh, the director and, and everybody at the facility there, and hopefully they can well, make a connection with him. And one of the reasons why he, why I wanted him to come is he is an electrician. That's is very cool. Um, so he's learned to trade, and that's helped him big time when he came out of prison. Uh, and then he established a, uh, a nonprofit where... He's a director, and uh, it's all about teaching kids mental and physical fitness. Right. He so, men- mentors those, you know, in a lot of different ways. You know, I know when I was a kid, I was, you know, I might not be so much anymore, and Dave as well, um, athletic, and uh, used to enjoy the sports. So this kind of gets on that side, gets these kids in shape, but also at the same time, it's a great ex- he's a great example to these children for what you can do once you, uh, you know, get released. Now we're finding a lot of great heroes here in Portland. We're finding a lot of great act- things that are going on. I get excited, constructing hope. Hope. I, I want to put another plug in about Constructing Hope. Please visit constructinghope.org. Um, the lady, Patricia Daniels, who runs that program and some of the others there, very passionate about giving, um, in particular minorities, but not just minorities, pretty much everyone has a chance to get in there. And um, if you don't have a, a decent future uh, you know, going on as far as um, you know, what are you going to be doing for a living, well, they'll teach you the trades. They'll get you started learning a trade in construction. It could be anything from labor to um, electrician to, you know, could be... Um, Plumber. Or you could even be a, um architect. That's right. You know, yeah. um, all kinds of cool stuff. Just, that program just opens the doors to a whole whole realm of possibilities for those guys. But when you, think, yeah, when you think about it, though... Um, th- there's entrepreneurs, okay, you need entrepreneurs, and you need people that work for entrepreneurs. Some people are not meant to be entrepreneurs. It's just, they don't, they don't want to, they don't have the desire to do the, you know, the sacrifice and so forth that, that entrepreneurs have to pretty much do to make it work. And um, so you have these guys, uh, but we, we're, we, this show kind of focuses on entrepreneurs, and that brings us to today's guest. He isn't, he doesn't, um, he didn't, he didn't go in a trade exactly, but it looks to me like he did something pretty cool um, using a service and had the entrepreneurial spirit. Super clean professional janitorial services in Durham, North Carolina, Lawrence Carpenter. As a young man, Lawrence fell into a lifestyle of drugs and crime, which isn't surprising considering where he came from. But at at some point, he discovered that he was better than all that. And in 2002, he established his janitorial company. I don't have a ton of detail up front about this gentleman, so we have to do a lot of discovery today. Welcome to Felony Inc., Lawrence. Nice to have you you on. And, uh, you know, where does your story begin, sir? Um, at the age of 17, uh, I was incarcerated for, um, you know, selling drugs, hanging out, just doing a lot of, you know, robbery, all kinds of crazy stuff. 
And um, like a lot of other um, people, you know, that grew up in bad areas of uh, urban cities, you know, got to got to hang around with the wrong people. Where was this Durham? Then, yeah, this is a Durham. And where, yes, is Durham like a? Uh, is it a big town or is it part of a big town? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Durham. Durham is pretty much Raleigh. Durham is like okay. a, um, a municipality, but they actually separated the two um, the two cities because they had grew both had grew so so large, but they had to have their own uh, metropolitan area. So it's pretty much like Durham and then it's Raleigh. Okay. Durham have yeah, the city of Durham have maybe five or six hundred thousand residents. Uh, Five or six hundred thousand. Yeah. So you have, yeah, you have a, well, that yeah. that's good. That's good numbers for for a business like yours, right? Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So and <laughs> I, I know you're in like three states now. Yeah. Am yeah, I right yeah. about that? So which yes, which sir. states are those? Um, Southern Virginia, Northern South Carolina, and I cover pretty much the whole North Carolina. Right on. Well, okay, so let's get back to where, where you started there. You were in, uh, you grew up in Durham. And, yes, sir. Okay, and uh, you started getting into trouble like a lot of us did. Right. And this, this thing, you know, I find myself, I'm in prison with um, 14-7 mandatory. So um, I went in, did six years, um, came home, retorted back to what I was comfortable with, which was selling drugs, and thought that I could... I was wiser, wiser in the system, and I thought maybe I can do it on a whole nother level now and succeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, so I came home. Me too. And, I did the same thing. Go ahead. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, retorted back to the same things, selling drugs. Um, next thing you know, I found myself on uh, the year two thousand one, facing um, prison time again. So uh, I ended up going back in two thousand one. Um, did 11 months, and at that time I realized, hey, I got an entrepreneurship spirit. I'm just in the wrong game. Yeah, you so, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so I came home, and, you know, I was just determined, you know, just pretty much changed my life, and uh, I wasn't interested in going back to prison again. So I created mm-hmm. Super Clean Professional Janitorial. Well, how much time, did, how much time did you do? Um, the second time, the first time I did, um, six years. Yeah. But, um, the, the second, second time, time I went uh, I'm sorry? second time wasn't very long, wasn't as long. What's what now? I'm sorry. What was, your, what was your total number of years that you did? Oh, uh, total, total with the two stints was going on seven years. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So um, you had enough. Yeah. So, so I end up, you know, I, I so coming home, I just, you know, I was determined not to go back to prison again, and I just, I had, uh, I said, I got to get my entrepreneurship, um, my entrepreneur, entrepreneurship spirit. Got it in the right direction, so yeah. um, I chose to uh, open up Super Clean Professional Janitorial, and 17, 18 years later, here I am. Well, I want to get yes, to sir. how you, I want to figure out, um, I want to hear how you came to that, uh, you know, point where you decided to open up a janitorial service, but first sure. of all, I'd also like to know, what did you do while you were doing time? Did you just, did you decide at some point that um, while you were still doing time that you were going to start working on yourself, or did you, did it just happen by accident? Okay, now to be totally honest, yeah. The, all right, the first, the first thing, I just turned 17 when I went to prison. So, for me, it was pretty much like, I'm going to prison, it's like summer camp, I'm in here running yeah. around, I'm doing the same things I'm doing in the street. And you want to get better. You want to get better at it. I know. I, no, yeah, right, exactly. So I was, you know, I pretty much, I was doing the same thing I was doing the show. I was loan sharking. I'm in there gambling, you know, 
all kinds of crazy stuff. So, are you are you a pretty, pretty big guy? No, I'm not. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm like five eight, maybe one eighty five. Yeah, so you're about yeah, an so, average size guy. Yeah, yeah, average size. You know, so you know, I got a lot of fights, and you know, I, of course, because when I when I originally got um, incarcerated, I, I got locked up in Philadelphia. So I had to um, do six months in Philadelphia until North Carolina. North Carolina put a detain on me. Hmm. So I had to go through the whole extradition process and everything, and then six months later, North Carolina came and got me. So it was a shock, like you know, the, you know, uh, just a, from just from the beginning, like okay, I'm incarcerated and I'm in another city where I don't know anyone. You know, it was just you know, it was a shocking period. Um, hmm. I, you know, I learned I learned real quick. Okay, how will you play yourself? How are you gonna get played in here? So. Yeah. <laughs> So I, you know, I buckled up real tight and tied my shoes up real tight and was just ready for whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I went through that first. Um, I went through that first stint. Um, pretty much just, just just joking around, playing around, just wasting time. So the second time I went to prison was different because, yeah. um, you know, when I came home, of course I got back into selling drugs, but I did it on another level. I made a ton of money doing it. You know, I was able to travel in the process of doing that. I was able to, you know, purchase uh, real estate and was able to buy cars and entertain women and all the good stuff that comes. Was this, um, was this in, are you talking about in between sentences? Well, this was between, this was after the first thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After I did the six years. So after I came home from doing the six years, that's, that's when I decided to put the drug dealing to another level. Right. So, um, so you learned yeah, a lot in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I learned a lot from that, and then I just learned a lot from... Getting older. I always been yeah. the type of person where you know, uh, uh, if the, I'm going to go out and go go get it. I'm not going to wait for someone to bring it to me. Yeah. If it's available, I'm going. And for you did it. a lot of thinking about it while you're in there too, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, and most making definitely. Connections. Most definitely. <laughs> oh, most definitely, most definitely. And I already had a mentality of, you know, I knew I was it was going to be hard getting a job when I got home, so I had a mentality of, I'm going. I know I'm going to sell drugs. I mean, I already know this is what I'm going to do. This is my goal. I'm trying to do this, and then I'm, I'm gonna try to do this. You so, know? So, so what? Uh, what jolted you into a change? Because that was pretty drastic to change and decide you want to do something honest. Well, you, well, you want to know the difference. The second, the second go around. Um, you know, by being able to like enjoy life a little bit better, like you know, being able to travel, I was able to see things. You know, I was able to have a, you know have some nice things. It, it made me look on, at life different. Like I was like, man, I don't want to be in and out of prison for the rest of my life, and this other stuff available. You know, so when I got home, I was like, well, I, I still faced the same thing of knowing it was going to be difficult to get a um, job with a criminal record. But I also knew that I could pretty much control my own destiny with entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So I chose to get a janitorial service because I just didn't want to do anything that was going to have me. I was going to have to go to school for a lot of years or. You know, I was going to have to have a certain degree to do this. And I also wanted to do something that if I had to do it myself, I could. So I just thought that was, you know, that pretty much was the, that was the easiest thing to do at that time, as well as, you know, the sky was the limit on, you know, everyone needed their buildings clean. So, you know. Yeah, well, so. What, what made you, uh, did you have experience with janitorial or what was your, what made you choose that? Because I think it's a great choice because it's obviously, right. obviously something everybody needs. Um, right. So I, I, I commend your choice. I just wonder how you got to that point. But, but to be honest, at that time, I was like, I was super, I call it super spiritual. Because <laughs> I'm still spiritual to the point where, uh, you know, I love God, but I wasn't, I'm not in, as deep as I was before. So I was like super spiritual at that time, like in church all the time and things like that. And I really just felt, I prayed about it, to be mm -hmm. honest. 
afraid about it. And I was just was like, you know, I, I remember the first time I prayed, I think God said, do a janitorial service. And I was like, I'm not doing no janitorial service. <laughs> you know? God told you a uh, uh, janitorial yeah. service? <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt like. I felt yeah. like, hey, God told me to do a janitorial service. So I was like, okay, well, that's not what I want to do. So I was, I was, and I had to be honest, I had some, I had a lot of, I had a lot of drug money saved at that time. So I was looking at stuff like daycares and stuff like that that I had no understanding of whatsoever about. So then a couple of months go by, haven't done anything yet. I was running my mouth like a lot of people who said they're going to do business. And next thing you know, it's Christmas time. And I done bought all these gifts and I wasted a lot of money. And I'm looking at my money and I'm like, uh-oh, money getting lower, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And I'm starting to feel that pressure. And, and and I just didn't want to retort back to what I knew. What I, could, I knew I could have easily picked up the phone and got a couple of kilos. And, been, you know, I just kept on going. But I just didn't want to do that again. So well, at that what, time, was the, what was your drug? Co- cola? Cocaine? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, Dave, um, I, I think it's a great point that, you know, Lawrence is making right now. And we've talked about this before with some previous guests is that, um, you know, to start a business, uh, just a simple business is is a right. great idea mm-hmm. because you right. know if you get into say you plan something that's just unattainable right. then you no, know I you like, kind of lose it you i know? like that he chose right. janitorial because um not a lot of people would choose it it's not glory it, it's it's hard to glorify it's not pretty yeah right it's, it's, it's not it's not it's smart it's smart right and, and it's a ton of I, I mean make a ton of money with it. like like right now i own dump trucks as well and yeah. i own a couple of pieces of real estate but without the janitorial none of that would have been possible and when I, you know, when I go out and teach these business classes, that's the thing I always express to people is, hey, you might have to do something you really don't like at first, but, you know, to get to where you need to go. But, you know, it, it's worth it. You oh, know, yeah. so. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was one of my choices for getting into, uh, you know, for intergeneratory services. I got you. Yeah. So that was just that was just good sense. Um, kind of some wisdom and maybe a little bit of God, God uh, talking to you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, yeah. like this day, this day and time, I would say, uh, you know, this day and time, I would say that, you know, I just, I, it was just to me, it was the wise thing to do. Out of all the other choices I had, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so, that's what I, that's yeah. what I did. I mean, I, I just right. uh, chose uh, the next best, you know, what I thought was going to be the the best play to my strengths, you know. Uh, right, and right. so you know, bread happened to be a, something I had an opportunity in. So, um, but for me in prison, you know, I I got an opportunity to go to school that changed my life. That, that right, really, right, really right. started something for me. And lad, I don't know, lad's ever going to learn anything. I don't learn anything. Yeah. But you know, um, <laughs> see, I told you, Larry, it's coming out. It's coming out. Here it goes. <laughs> well, it's called fuck with lad. Fuck with it, it, it's like fuck with lad time every like right before we do our next commercial. But you know, Dave, um, you know, thinking about Lawrence here mm-hmm. and and the trade that he decided, you know, this goes back to what you've always talked about, and that's humility. I mean, think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to pick a trade, really, literally cleaning people's toilets. Is you know, right. it's something that you have to, you know, I mean, to go from this big drug dealer down to cleaning people's toilets, you know, for a living. Uh, the humility factor yes. has to be. Paid. I don't know how. You, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you did it. It's very. You want to know what? You want to know what? Want to know what pushed me today? Yeah, yeah. I want to hear. It. 
coming home and, and, and seeing at that time I was married, coming home seeing my wife and, and my child, I said, oh, I got to get back out there. You know, I got to get back out there. I mean, it was times where, man, it was plenty of times at the beginning, like within the first two years, I wanted to quit it. To be honest, if it wasn't for them, I'd probably be selling dope still, you know, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you okay, know. so I you were motivated yeah. by your family situation. Yeah, yeah, most more definitely. Than anything. Most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. But a lot most of people, definitely. a lot of folks just wouldn't have done it. Just wouldn't have done it. Couldn't, yeah, have, couldn't yeah. have made that happen. They just don't have yeah. it. That's character that um, not everybody has. And right. how old were you at the time that you did that? Um, I had to be maybe tw around 28. Yeah. Around 28 then. Okay. About 27, 28, yeah. And it's funny because people see me now and everybody want to, you know, everybody want the blueprint. Yeah. they see how nice I'm living. Well, I'm like, it, oh, it's nah. not that easy, It's though. not available. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not available right now. <laughs> well, it, there's really no blueprint. Um, although right, right. I do believe, like Lad pointed out something that's really, uh, really crucial, and that's humility. To be able to, right. to be who you really are. And not right. be concerned about what anybody thinks, because you had to make you had to make that choice. Otherwise, you know, I, I don't have to look like a drug dealer, you know, big, big guy, big right. drug dealer deal. I'm going to do the right thing here. Right. And right. that's right. character. And it's tough. It's, yeah. yeah, and it's tough. It's tough. You know, it's tough. I never lied to anyone and said it was easy. You know. I, no. No. Yeah, I had different. I had moments where I had moments of being able to cross back over, cross the line. And just and just the integrity of it, and the same, and, and at the same time, you know, just the just the just the vision, you know, because from the beginning I had a vision for how I wanted it to be, you know, I knew at the beginning I had to do a lot of work, but I, I eventually wanted to get to the point where I was just pretty much running the company, so I just had to st stay focused and stick to the, you know, to the plan to get to the vision, you know. So yeah. Well, this is this is a very good message for people, and I want to uh, to run to jump jump over to a commercial real quick. Okay. Ready to go there, Mr. Alon? <laughs> CPA dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and we'll send you a very special surprise. Seriously, we will. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionists. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all of your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startup radio to sign up, or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code STARTUPRUBY. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and you get a $150 credit. All right. Hey, oh, Lad. you know, those guys are great. You well, know, that. Yeah. remember we were talking about that, Dave, you call that number, you're going to talk to somebody, right? So if you're lonely at night, just That's give, right. start up Ruby a call. Hey, Lad's been calling them call. quite a bit. I have. At night. Nice gals, nice guys, too. Oh, well, he's into guys and girls. That's okay. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good, whatever Lad likes. Um, so... Back to, back to, so, okay, let's, tell us how you got this business going. I want to hear, you know, the struggles, the challenges, and the successes. You know, can you remember the initial setup and then, um, you know, your first, like, say, your first customer, things like that? Yeah, I actually, um, 
My first customer, okay, so what originally what I did was when I first got in the business, I heard about a group of older gentlemen who they would have meetings every week. And they would just talk about business and they would just talk about, it's pretty much like a networking, networking group, right? So I, so I joined the group. I'm like the youngest guy in there. All these guys are old me in there. 60 old me in there. So I would just come in. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I would just come in there and just sit in there and just soak up all the knowledge. So I spoke to one of them who owned a construction company. And I, he was like, well, look, I'm going to give you a chance. You come on over and clean my house. And and, and I'll and I, and I take care of you. I was like, okay, come over, clean this house. A couple of weeks later, he said, well, my wife, she hard to please. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't, worry about, don't worry about cleaning my house. Come on over and clean my office. So my first, to be honest, my, my first, my first opportunity with doing commercial, I went and cleaned his office. Right, he wanted his carpets clean, and I had never cleaned carpet before. Mm. So I go in. He said, "Got a horrible smell," and, and it's, it got a couple of things. Okay, I put carpet fresh all over the floor. I come back, go across with the floor machine. I leave. I'm looking. I'm like, yeah, that's like a good job. Spent 150 dollars to rent a carpet machine. I get a call the next day from the secretary. She's like, Lawrence, you need to get over here right now. I get over there, the whole floor white. You ruined the carpet. So, yeah, so the water hits the press, the carpet fresh, and when it dried, it hit, it hit rose to the top. So at that time, she was upset, and I had a decision to make, and it taught me so much character. I had a decision to either just leave it like that and just, you know, and just go on, go ahead out of my business, or come back and correct it. So I went and I spent a whole another hundred and fifty dollars. Came in, corrected the carpet, did it the right way. So my first encounter with business was a was a loss. But what a great <laughs> what a great lesson, though. I mean, that right. is the truth right. about being an entrepreneur. That's a sacrifice. Right. You know, you, right. you don't you can't think of that original that moment right now. You got to think about what's going to happen um, if you don't do the right thing. Right, and, right. You know, yeah. So you so, <laughs> so you understood excellence and doing doing a good job and. Not to not to fuck around, right? So right, yeah, most definitely, most definitely, yeah, most definitely. So then, you know, I started doing residential cleaning. Uh, what I would do at first was I would do um, turnovers for apartments. Like when one person move out, you get it, you clean the apartment, and get it prepared for the next people. So I did that for like maybe two years. Uh, I built up a good reputation, built up a lot of uh, good clients. So I, but still, I wanted to get commercial contracts because the only way I was going to be able to really run the business and I had to go out and work so hard was through commercial contracts. So, um, I can remember I kept going and I, I kept going through all these walkthroughs and I kept going to all these meetings and it seemed like I wasn't getting any help anywhere. You know, I would know no opportunities anywhere. And, um, I can remember the guy that I was getting my drugs from, he got, he had got a lot of things doing fair time. So he was called, he called me one day out of the blue. And I mean, I was struggling so bad at that time. I needed money so bad. Mm. And he called me out of the blue, and he was like, um, you know, he was talking in codes, like, hey, um, down in Florida, looking for somebody like me up in North Carolina, and so forth and so on. I was like, okay, okay, okay. He's going to get on the call you tomorrow at 1. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Mm. I go home. I go to sleep now. To be honest, I'm going back and forth the whole day because I already know what he's talking about. Yeah. I'm like... So I'm thinking all my little plans, like, okay, I can get like maybe I can get maybe like 10, 9 or 10 keys. I can sell them whole. I can charge a little extra for them. Probably make about a quick little $30,000, and, that'll just, and then I can just sit on that until, you know, to business get a little better, right? So I already had a plan. I went to sleep that night, like, okay, I'm going to do it. I had a dream that night. I, I swear to you not. My, my ex-wife was pregnant with my middle daughter. I had a dream that night. 
that I was in the back of a police car crying. Oh, yeah. And my and my aunt was standing beside the car, and she was holding my, my my baby that wasn't born yet. My baby had a face and everything, and they were just crying. And they were just saying, I thought you said you wasn't ever going to do this again. And I was like, I just needed the money. And I woke up like, ah. Oh. And I was thinking, like, mm. I can't do this. I wow. can't do this. So, so the next day at 1 o'clock, he called. When he called, I started saying, I started talking on the phone. I was like, look, man, I don't know what you, I ain't, I'm sorry. I, I got to kind of miss what you were saying. No, I'm good. The janitorial doing good for me. I'm straight. You know, now nah, I'm not interested. You know, pretty much was just saying that on the phone. My very next day, I got my first hit of Durham contract. Oh. And, it, and it's been good ever since then. So I felt like it was a test to see, you know, to see if I was going to, like, go through the perseverance that it took, you know, to get, to get, 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 you know, to get where I need to get. That guy's out now. He had 20 years fair time. He did three. And, and, um, and they wow. say he had set up some other, they, they say he had set up some, trying to set me up. Oh, they say he had, yeah, he set somebody he else up. up. Yeah, so they, he got somebody else. Yeah, because yeah, so, in feds, you get you do three years on a twenty year sentence, something's up. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah, you know, something up. Yeah, so he can't. He didn't even come out to Durham. He got out and went to Atlanta. I heard he in Atlanta that producing music. Oh, man, there's so, so many reasons. Yeah. There's so many reasons why that was that was like uh, a test, and you passed. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm and, so I'm so glad I did. <laughs> yeah, know? I've had those so kind glad. of dreams too, man. I know how they yeah. are. Yeah, um, man. So, so, uh, yeah. so then that was like a couple years into it, right? Yeah, yeah. By then, I've been in business maybe like two years, but I've been doing the residential and the resident. And that, that, I lied to you not. That, at that time, the residential was wearing me down so much because I was having to go out and physically work. Then I was turning around and have to market. Then I come home for a little while. Then if there was any apartments left to clean, I had to go back out and work. And it's just like it just seemed like that was just continuing for like two years straight. And it seemed like I just couldn't get a break in it doing commercial cleaning. You know, and yeah. it was just, it was tough, you know, and I was just like, man, I was to the point where I was like, the money not adding up, and I'm tired, yeah. <laughs> you know, this <laughs> not making sense, you know. So this, where, this where was the money, it was like a lot of expenses that, um... Yeah, well, you know, it was, it was, I made a lot of, the first couple of years, I made some decent money, hmm. and I, and I can remember, I can remember, I can remember my fourth year in, because by, within my, in my fourth year, by then, I was doing commercial contracts as well, and I can remember my I can remember my second year. I did my taxes. My taxes came out to like I might have made two hundred thousand that year, something like that. And I went back through the whole and I and my bank account. I mean, like that's your revenues, or that's your revenues, right? Not your profit. No, no, not my profit. Just, yeah, just, just my growth. You know, just my, yeah. yeah, yeah, just my revenue. So, um, so at that time, you know, I, the only thing I, I think at that no, I hadn't even purchased my home yet. I hadn't even purchased my first home. Mm-hmm. So I was looking through. I said, okay, something not right. So my third year, I remember going. By then, I had an accountant. I made like a little bit more. I made something like two hundred and fifty, two hundred sixty thousand. So I went to my accountant. I said, look, I need you to go back through the whole year. But that, but that year, I bought my home, my own first home. That's the only thing that I bought. And I just couldn't understand it. Everything was adding up, and I still didn't have money in the bank. Mm-hmm. So, so, what, so my whole thing was, I was like, okay, what I need to do is I need to start worrying about the money and focus on the business. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And that's what I did. What I did was I said, you want to know what? If I believe this business is going to be successful, it's going to be successful. I just need to put in the work to make it make it happen. Yeah. So I focused on the business. I, I did my oh, marketing. Quality. I stayed, 
Yeah, I tightened up on yeah, I tightened up on staff. Cause by then I started having employees, but I was kind of like still a little lazy. Like, why well, I really wasn't? I ain't have a I ain't have a, a, a format in place how to, to monitor employees and how how many hours they work and things like that. So I started adjusting things and start you know tightening up on the budget and things like that. And I never forget year four, year four I went to the bank and made a deposit, and I hadn't thought about money. I hadn't looked at my I hadn't looked at my balance or anything for a while. I remember I made that deposit and I was in the drive-thru and I say, "Hey, can I get a uh, can I get can I see my balance?" So she sent, she printed out, sent my balance out. I look, I said, "Hold up, I, got, I had a lot of money to pay, yeah. you know." So I'm like, "Hold on, so this you're might doing not something be right. right now." No, no, right at that time I was thinking like, "Oh, this might not be right." So oh. I turn around, I, I park, I come in, I say, "Ma'am, can I get a printout?" She's like, "How far back?" I say, "For the last four months, I need a printout." So she goes, she print out my bank statements. I go through all the way through my bank statements. I see what, what went in, what came out, what went in, what came out. And I said, well, I do got money. <laughs> and it was just, you know, it was just, it was just so, it was so exuberating. So what do you but think, it, what do you think was the, 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 I mean, was it just working with your accountant and figuring out where the loose crap was and stuff, I, what I, people I, were taking I, advantage I, and stuff like that? I really think it was two things. I think it was focusing on the business and like you say, balancing out books. Um, putting putting on putting on work work on work work plans in place and things like that. Um, promoting people to supervisor. Because the difference between not getting sleep at night and getting sleep at night is two or three dollars an hour. Mm. You pay you get your supervisor paying two or three more dollars an hour than the regular employees. You get sleep. And, and you got the, somebody that's accountable. That's right. They get, they get happy. They be, they get a little peace. If you feel, right, like, exactly. feel like you're taking care of them, and maybe there's a future for that. Exactly, exactly. So, so when I start putting things like that in place, instead of a person working five or six hours a night in a building that only take two or three hours to clean, now I'm tightening up on the budget. Now I'm not paying you for five or three hours you wasted when three hours you could have got it done. You know, so I start tightening up on things like that. That's okay, so uh, what I'm curious about. Mm -hmm. um, were your revenues growing up, going up, and uh, that was a big factor towards you actually making a decent profit, or was yes, or was more of it um, tightening up on some things and making these promotions and things that 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 made your business stronger? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a combination of both. Mm -hmm. Because so you, they, your business they, was growing too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and like I tell people all the time. When you get to the point where you start being successful, it, your confidence build. You know, so instead of me coming into these walkthroughs and I'm looking at, I'm, I used to go into walkthroughs and just sit around like, okay, I'm just here to learn. I know I'm not going to get this contract, but I just want to see what the language that people use in, uh, in, in janitorial services and, and what kind of questions they're asking and what, how do they move and how, what should you do in these meetings. So I, at first, that's the type of things I'm trying to learn how to do. So now I'm, I'm becoming successful. I'm starting to win, being awarded contracts, and I'm winning contracts. Now I'm coming in like, hey, this contract mine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my confidence changed. You felt it, yeah. Yeah, 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 your confidence changed. So mm -hmm. I think with my confidence changing by, by getting a, a few early successes, mm -hmm. it kind of built my, you know, it kind of built me and it kind of motivated. It also motivated me, motivated me as well to learn more about the business. Like, okay, you can do this. You know, you're going to be okay right here. Okay, so you know, what so what year? Give us about the approximate year you're talking about now. What where are you at? At this time, I'm maybe around. I started in two thousand two three. Uh, I said maybe around within by by year six or seven. So two thousand eight nine. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, around six or seven. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. going. I'm rolling now. Yeah, okay. I'm rolling at that time. At that time, I started. Um, I got an interest in, in cleaning schools. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, I started getting a lot of the charter schools in the um, in the city. And when like down here in North Carolina, I don't know about out there, but charter schools are like a big thing out here. Yeah. So I, it, it, I can tell There's you this: a few it's maybe. No, okay. Over here, they're very they heavy over here. And in the city of Durham alone, it's probably at least 23 uh, charter wow. schools. Okay. And out of the 23, I done had at least 15 on the. Either I currently have them on the contract now, or at one point in time I have. You know, yeah. so, it, so, it, so it got to the point where so one rather, school to call. Well, those were all like one contract, or each one was a contract? Yeah, each one was a separate okay. contract. And then, the, and the reason why I liked those better than because I because I had an opportunity to do public schools as well, which I hated it, and I, that's why I don't market towards those guys. Hmm. Because with with um, charter schools, you can go in and pretty much negotiate your contract compared to uh, you know public schools. You know they got a set price they paying you, and if you don't, you got all the people bidding on it. If you don't bid the number, they won't. You know, right. and you know there's a lot of underbidding going on, and my whole thing is. Nah, I'm not interested, you know, so, right. yeah. You're yeah. all about doing a great job and getting paid for it. Right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yes, sir. So, go ahead, Well, you know, um, Lawrence, um, obviously you started this business by yourself. Uh, you know, the carpet fiasco was the first kind of real one. Yeah. But now you've grown, um, and right. obviously you have a lot of employees. I'd like to know how many employees you have and, as well, how many um, ex-felons, um, ex-incarcerated right. people. Do you, do, you do, do, you hire? do you hire those folks? Okay, well, all right, currently I have uh, 53 this, this like, like regular employees, and then I do a lot of after-construction cleaning. So what I do is I hire people for certain projects. So I got a lot of different crews. So usually, so right now, convicted felons, I probably have... So total total employees is working at this moment right now is maybe seventy two, seventy three. Because some of them are uh, sort of temporary. Yeah, some of them like the ones that do the post construction cleans is, is yeah. temporary. But I've been doing a lot of work with this company called uh, White and Turner, a huge construction company. I've, for the last two or three years, they know it's been working, so it's been easier to move people from project to project. So that's kind of got a little bit more balance out as well. Got a bit of good reputation with them. But um, and out of those guys, out of seven some people, I know at least thirty of them may be ex on felons. Yeah, good job. At least thirty. Yeah, at least thirty. Yeah, of them. And and uh, have you had um, challenges? You had some pushback at all because you're dealing with places sometimes that may people may be f- fearful I, that I there's going to be theft and stuff. The one thing that the, the one the one thing I do is I go all out to protect my employees when they're right. You're wrong, and you're wrong. So um, I had one situation where it was a young lady. She had she had a felony. Uh, mis- I mean, it wasn't even a felony. It was a misdemeanor, a larceny or something like that, right? And she was a good employee, but the principal at the school, for some reason, somehow they fell out. Because uh, one time they were buddy-buddy, and then all of a sudden they fall out, right? So all of a sudden she telling me she needs criminal background checks for all my, my employees, which I was like, okay. So what I did was I went back, I studied laws in Oklahoma, figure out what I should do, what I can't do. And I realized as long as I'm a contractor, that's in my discretion because they're my direct employees. So in return, what I went back to and told her was what I found out. 
you know. So we I battled back and forth with this lady. And this lady was like totally crazy. So that's pretty much the only time that um that I have had that problem. But on the but on the flip side, to be honest, I'm like very very. And I tell you, I and I sit down with everyone before I hire them. Like I sit down and find an interview, and I sit down with them. See what kind of people they are. Right, and yeah. I tell them, and this is this is the thing I tell them, and I, and I be totally honest with them. I tell them I may be less lenient on you than somebody who worked part time for me that worked at Duke University because you don't have a lot of choices what this person do. And every choice, you, every opportunity you get, you need to take advantage of. It. So I got a short, I got a short fuse for it. Gotcha. You know, yeah. I got, I got a total, I got a total, I got a total Makes short sense. fuse for it. You know, because yeah. people, yeah. people, they they have compromised their situation, and right. it's time they, they they should be on a short leash, and they should know that and be humble enough to do something. Uh, right. And a lot of times they do. You know, you know, have, have you? Yeah, a lot of them are. Have you discovered that you get some really great people from? Uh, yeah, yeah, so a lot of, a lot of them awesome. Like I actually, you want to know what's even crazier? This this even crazier story. My my, I told you I own don't trust now, right? So, so my partner that owned Don't Trust Me, he came home for the he came home from the federal penitentiary. So this this female that I knew had brought him to me. It was like he looking for employment. So I sit him down, go through an interview with him. At first, I really didn't like him because he just didn't he didn't have a lot of personality. So he really wasn't giving me a lot to work with, you know. <laughs> so so I didn't hire him like like right off bat. So he kept calling, kept calling my job. I finally hired him. I hired him. He worked for my so he worked for my company. And then he ended up getting a job with the city. So he worked for my company for like maybe four years. And by the time he started working for me, he had rose to like right up under me. Right. So he was the head supervisor. And he came to me one day and he was like, you know, I'm interested in starting my own cleaning service. Uh, do you mind helping me? And I was like, yeah, you, you know, you've been so loyal to me. That's only right. Mm-hmm. So I helped him, I took him down, showed him how to get his business, like put everything in place for him. Then I gave him some contracts. Right. Wow, he built his business up. His janitory service doing just as good as mine. So, right? you, so you had a you, you got enough business to go around. You can't even keep you. You can share it. Yeah, yeah, I, I sub out. That's anything outside of Raleigh Durham. I sub it to other companies. Yeah, so, mm. yeah. The only, yeah, the only place I use employees at is in Raleigh Durham. Yeah, so if, if it's in Charlotte or if it's in any other city in North Carolina or anywhere else, it's getting subbed out. Anyway, yeah, so. So you yeah, got sub so, you subcontracted out or is that how it yeah, works? Yeah, sub- yeah, yeah, I subcontracted. <laughs> I, a lot of people tell me I should go into uh, trying to do franchise. Nah, I'm not interested in franchise. I want business owners to be business owners. Yeah. I'm not, in, you know. So, right. so, so with him, he 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 opened up his janitorial service. He doing just as he doing just as well as me. He came to me a year and a half ago. He say, "Hey, had you thought about any other investments that we can get into? Um, you know, you know, we get older, we might not want to do this too long." And at first, we was thinking about doing real estate together. And then he, with the city, he drove trucks. So he said, let's get dump trucks. So that's how we started buying dumps. Yeah, so we got six dump trucks now. I want, I want to hear more about that. The lad's, lad's like chomping at the bit to run his neck. Larry, uh, Lawrence, excuse me. I, I got to read this little uh, this little ad for us. Today's uh, episode okay. of Felony Inc. podcast is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR service, subscription service, that's what I'm meant to say, which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this, such as press releases, editorial pitches, etc. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities 
out of which you can construct a PR package right for your future of your business. And also, listeners, please leave Felony Inc. podcast a review on iTunes. We might even read it on the air like... You really care. No. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to our... I, I really enjoy this guest. He's We're getting down to some real business here. You're talking about how you and one of your former employees kind of got together and started buying dump trucks. I want to hear more about that, if you would. Yeah, so so a year and a half ago, we started purchasing dump trucks together. And the, the, the amazing thing about it was... I tell people all the time, if you do something for people, do it because that's what you want to do and you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart. Don't do it for uh, ulterior motive or, or to receive anything. Right. So at, the time, he, so at the time he came to me about starting a janitorial service, I really thought he was going to be successful. I really wanted to help him, you know, yeah. and not knowing that years down the line, you know. They would we come back and, and work for you in, in ways you didn't even realize. Right, and, and become business partners. Yeah. And, you know, and the, the ironic thing about it was this. We was, so originally we was going to do the dump trucks. I was going to purchase my own. He was going to purchase his own. And we were going to run them together on contracts, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to the process where we were going to start trying to purchase dump trucks. We, we got to the point where we were going to try to purchase dump trucks. So when he went to purchase the dump truck, they started saying that you had to have CDLs and things like that for they even talk to you about purchasing them, right? I don't have CDLs. He do. So he turned around. So he turned around and called me back and said, "Look, it's gonna be a problem when it's time for you to get your trucks. I just think we should have done it together from the beginning, and then later on down the line we just had to split with the split." And I was like, "Thank you, man." And, I, and my, my whole thing was, I appreciate the fact that you know he could have easily said, "Hey, I got my trucks. You got yours yet?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I would have just been in a bind. But he remembered and you I, for being a great boss and say. a great, great human being. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the reason why he was like, "Nah, I can't do this to him because he he means just this much to me." Yeah. You know. So, so that's you. You do the good. You do the right thing, and other people remember it, and they do the right thing. And hey. It works like that. Yeah. That's right. what I found right. out. Lawrence, what right. what gave you the idea of dump trucks? Is there some kind yeah. of association with your cleaning business that kind of kicked that off? How'd that work? I have no association with it at all. <laughs> okay, but somehow <laughs> you decided to get into dump no, trucks. He, yeah, yeah. See, my partner, he for the city of Durham, he's a he he was a supervisor, and he was over the uh, water management. And in order to, for water management, he had to have CLs and had to be able to operate machinery, heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. So by him being already involved with that with the city, that was the idea he came up with. Like, hey, we got to do dump trucks. They make this amount of money per year. So you, you rent the these out or what? Is that what you do? No, no, no. So we run we run them out of the rock. They have rock quarries around here. Because mm-hmm. uh, this area is growing so fast. It's, it's just like so much construction going on. I love here. that. I always love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So we, we do a lot of, we, we, we run with a company called Sun Rock. So what we do is we send all the trucks out to the Rock Prairie. And they and we send them out there every morning. Mm-hmm. And then we just thought that would be the smarter way to do because you have off seasons with the dump trucks. Like you had those winter months where it's brutal. And if you, you know, and if you haven't stacked up your money over the summer months, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. But what we did was I went and worked out a deal with, with uh, Sun Rock. So we could always run our trucks with them. So then, therefore, by them owning the rock curves, they run all year round. They run all through the winter. They run through uh, summer and around. So we we should be in good condition. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That's uh, that's some creative creative work there, entrepreneurism. 
You know, they, they, yeah. they, that reminds me, you know, like Dave, when he was, uh, you know, back in his early years dealing drugs on the streets, you know, it's, mm -hmm. um, you took those skills, actually, that you learned during that, you know, time period, and you just used them for something good, you know, just like Dave, it's, it's great. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I, I, I had I to have an epiphany for it to work for me. I, I you know, I went to prison four times before I was okay. smart enough to uh, to fit, to to do something different. You learned a little quicker, and that's good. Good for you. It means you got a little longer life of doing the right thing. But uh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I didn't I learn until so. I was thirty-eight. That <laughs> still hasn't oh, learned. Wait, I'm never gonna <laughs> learn. But, uh, hey, I, brother, I want to, uh, Lawrence, I want you to have one more chance. We're getting short on time. I want you to have one more chance to say anything you'd like to, uh, put in any plugs you want to, talk of any, you know, any causes you're interested in. Just tell me, um, what, what would you like to tell our listeners that you haven't? Well, I just want to say, you know, I feel like anything you put your on your mind to, you really can achieve, you know, um, regardless of what your setbacks is. But I also want to tell people to be realistic with yourself and be real with yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and just, and just be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And then that's, you know, and then start with yourself because I run into a lot of business owners all the time who want to, you know, conduct business. And I realize, I used to be the person that go out and say, if, if God did it for me, he'll do it for anybody. And then I had to come to the understanding of that everybody's not a business owner. Not everybody you know, can was, do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, if it was all business owners, it'd be no work. <laughs> so... <laughs> Too many chiefs, so, no Indians. Right, right, exactly. So, you know, what I would tell people is just, you know, just be realistic and be honest with yourself and work on yourself first. Yeah. You know, because it, cause it, cause one of the things I always ask people is, if I give you a million dollars right now, what you do with it? And every person I ask, they, they don't have a real answer. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's almost like if you, how do you expect to be in a position to, to be successful if you're not prepared? Yeah. But you should be able to tell me, I might be an investor that want to really invest a million dollars in you. So that's what I would say. Work on yourself first, you know, and, and just continue to help others, continue to, to be honest with others, continue to share with others, continue to be open with others, you know. And I feel like that's, that's the key to success for everyone. Um, I'm involved with, a, with an organization, MH Entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. When we go out, yeah, when we go out to the prison. We've we, talked uh, to those guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have? Okay, you talked to Brian. And, yeah. And, yeah, so, you know, and we, we, we're, trying to, we're trying to really change you know, we're really just trying to change this community here, you know, wherever we can, because all people that's incarcerated ain't bad people. No. A lot of people just don't know where to start from, just like I did. Yeah. <laughs> people don't want to be in prison, you know. And I, no. and I tell people all the time, people think a lot of people in prison are, are lazy people. No. How you gonna How you going to claim that someone is lazy yeah. if you're not giving them an opportunity? Yeah, they, they, uh, folks, but, but folks need to, you know, some of the bad guys in prison to get out and, and make, and give the rest yeah, of us a bad it. name, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's, but there's a lot of people who are just ready for an opportunity, and you're one of those people, and you've seen a lot of that since then, I'm sure. Yeah, most definitely. I, but they, but people got to deal with people on an individual basis, uh, you know, and at the same time, where, there's no perfect person in this world. So the same way we make mistakes and we won't forgive this, mm. people should just always keep that in mind when they deal with others. Same yeah. way you made that last mistake and you want to forgive us for that mistake from whoever you made it to, yeah. sometimes you got to stay in that same mercy and grace of someone else. That's right. That's so right. Yeah. I, I try to... Uh 
I finally realized that I didn't couldn't judge anybody. You know, I shouldn't be right. judging people. Um, of course, you have to make judgments all the time. You know, but I'm, I'm saying you, to to say to say, well, this that's the, the pot calling the kettle black or whatever. Uh, right. I, I've been a bad. Um, person and I when I finally forgave my dad um, right. it was a big it was a big deal to me because wow well, you know wait he's no worse than me I mean it, life was life is tough you know right so right. so don't be judging people based on that um, right. so anyway you it sounds like you're doing great giving back and what you said one of the things I heard you say earlier was you don't give back expecting something in return Right. You do it right. because it's the right thing to do. And eventually, right. you know what? It does come back, but you're not thinking that, you know? Right. The the right. actual act of doing giving back is the reward. So, right. Um It feel good. Yeah, yeah it does. Feel good. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. It's selfish. It really do. It's selfish as hell yeah. because it feels right. good. <laughs> That's right, 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 right. Exactly. It feels good. Well, you know, I, I tell people go ahead. I tell people all the time, even even you know, even when I was out in the streets and I was selling drugs. I can remember where, like, I might have a worker that's out there working, and he may get a car, and he'll call me, like, man, I just got this new car. And I'm like, man, come pick me up. And I'll ride around with him, just have it, like, you know, like it's mine. And, I, and it felt good, and I helped him do that. And it's the same way in yeah. business and with employment. And, I and, totally and feel it, yep. the service. Yeah. yeah where, so, where's yeah. my new car? Yeah, well, like... <laughs> I got plenty of stories about Lad, and uh, it's kind of hard to give anything back to Lad because it goes right up his butthole. I'm a fucking fool for cars, but I said I'm not buying any more vehicles unless it makes me money. Yeah, you go. That's smart. So okay. I'm done. Hey, I'm Lawrence. Done. Hey, once again, I want to thank our guest, Lawrence Carpenter of Super Clean Professional Janitorial Services in Durham, North Carolina. Next week, our guest is Gerald. Davis of Vision Janitorial Service. Thanks for joining us this week on Felony Inc. Podcast. I'm Dave Dahl. Join us every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time at StartupRadioNetwork.com and catch, hmm, catch previous episodes on any podcast app. If you know what's good for you, you'll shut up and listen. If you don't, I can't promise that we won't show up at your place late at night and make you listen. Breaking and entering lad's ass. This will be full-on breaking and listening. The only thing I can ever say to that, Lawrence, is ouch. <laughs> and coming up after the break is Latino Founder Hour with your host, Edgar Navis and Claudia Cardenas. Their podcast is usually in Spanish, so I'm going to butcher this and try it. Cuanta Madera Padria Tarar Una Mamanto Si Una Mandabula de Madera Mandaria Tarar Oh, Madera. That was total butchosis. Oh, don't even try. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, everybody. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.